0: and rental car podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Buret, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's going on, Don?
1: What's up, West Coast Cam?
0: I'm actually sitting in the rain today.
1: Well... That's something that you and I both have in common, because it has been raining, it seems like, for a week in southern Indiana.
0: Yeah, well, the water, the Winter Nationals are this week, so we all know how that goes. The Waterlog Nationals, that starts the year every year, that's where we're at.
1: The Waterlog Nationals. Mm-hmm. Well, today is Tuesday, as you and I are recording this, uh, our... First day of school episode, and you are already referred to the Winter Nationals. Um, I wonder, with it being the Winter Nationals and you being on the West Coast, what's the weather going to be like this weekend?
0: Dude, I don't know. That's um, as, as I'm scrolling through Facebook here, I'm seeing people posting... This is backing out of Pomona was the best decision I've ever made. So um, it doesn't look very uh, good, I would say. I mean, I know this is probably going to come out on Saturday. So we'll. I'm sure you guys will be listening to us while we're on rain delay on Saturday at uh, during qualifying. But um, I guess it's supposed to clear up for Thursday and Friday and then Saturday and Sunday it's supposed to rain. I heard it was supposed to only rain Saturday. But when I was watching the news this morning, it said... When I was being an old man watching the news, drinking coffee, feeding my kid, Um, (laughs) it said that it was going to rain on Sunday as well. So hopefully we'll be able to get it in.
1: So what you're telling me is is that there will be an epic proportion of subscribe and downloads this weekend from – Pomona, the Winter Nationals, the pits—everyone will be there, sitting in the rain, looking for their entertainment value, and they're going to go to Racers and Rental Cars and download or listen.
0: Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! That's what everybody else seems to be doing. So we might as well get them on the program too. I mean, heck if it rains that much, you can only listen. You can only have Reinhardt
1: and Loans playing my Sharona. A few times, <laughs> right? So at some point, somebody uh, grabbed the, grab the iPhone and download Racers and Rental Cars and hit play and that's let usually it play. How,
0: that's usually how I wake up in the morning in the motorhome because we park our motorhome right on the fence there. And like it's usually right in front of one of the huge speakers. So at 7.59, that sucker hits 8 o'clock and it's like, hello. Uh, Between Stock Eliminator and, uh, and Reinhardt, you get one heck of a wake-up call.
1: How's that song go? Hot Rod. I can't. What's the? I'm trying to remember. You
0: no, get, I will give I will give Reinhardt some credit. He last was it the World Finals? They started playing like modern day music instead of something from like the '60s, uh, which was pretty cool. I'll give him that.
1: Hot Rod Lincoln. That's the song. You always oh, get. Yeah. You always get him playing Hot Rod Lincoln and My Sharona. When it's time for stock to come to the lanes, that first call. But, you know, I can go, like, way back for wake-up calls since we're talking about first day of school. Um, Way back when, in the IHRA days, Steve Latent was kind of... He was like Bob Fry version on the IHRA side. Every morning, he played Reveille and, (laughs) and would play it. And it just... I mean, it always got me. it. All, it didn't matter how hungover or whatever condition I was in to hear that go off while you're at a drag strip. Just has to make you smile and laugh, for especially for a military guy. So, for sure,
0: uh, that's one good thing that we have in in NHRA drag racing is really cool people on the mics. You know, they the our announcers are uh, really cool. Whether it's in bracket racing, NHRA, whatever, like we have some good dudes that do that stuff. So shout out to them.
1: Oh, for sure. They got to have some creativity in their background and and uh, as the new 2019 season kicks off, why we will hope that people will be listening and downloading this on Saturday, but we also hope that you guys are doing burnouts and making laps down the historic quarter mile drag strip at Pomona for the first mellow yellow event
0: of the 2019 series. I guess if we're not doing burnouts down the, down the drag strip, we might be doing it in our rental cars, in the, pu- in the puddles, in the pits. But, you know, we don't condone such a thing during the day. So, no. that wasn't our idea.
1: No, you, you really should, during daylight hours, you should not be doing burnouts in your rental cars, in the, the pits at Pomona this weekend. It's completely
0: frowned upon by the leadership structure. That's right. Got to keep everybody safe. But anyway, like first day of school, so why do why do we call this first day of school? I I would say because as I'm sitting here, I'm staring at my new shiny helmet that's got more metal flake on it than I know what to do with, and you can see it from space, which brought me to you know why we need to call this first day of school. That's my favorite part about any sort of racing. Like the first race is always like everybody's like looking fresh and their new fire suits like they they all can't move because they haven't even like broken in yet they're all stiff and like walking around yeah i got my new driving shoes on or whatever new helmet paint jobs like it's just, it's literally like the first day of school and that's so fun like being being a painter's kid like i love that kind of stuff i love graphics and i love to see what everybody's new sponsors are and what they've worked hard over over the winter and you know, to make things happen to be there, and you know, I guess we'll we'll, you know, bring bring the uh, elephant in the room up. You know, unfortunately, the car counts are uh, a little down for this first race, but that's hopefully going to change here as we uh, get into the year. I know it's kind of been a struggle to find some sponsors out there. Don and I are kind of on the same boat. Um, I'm very lucky that. I may believe there'll be racing this weekend with uh, Terry Haddock in his top fuel car. So he's given me an opportunity to go out there and showcase what we're about. Trying to, you know, there's great marketing platforms out here and we gotta, gotta be out there, gotta be in the arena to get the to get the deals. So that's what we're trying to do. I,
1: I mean you bring that up and you talk about, you know, everybody getting an opportunity to see all of the new attire, the new colors, the new schemes, new cars. And, you know, new body styles. And just take a moment to think about the fact that, you know, I'm a little older than you, but I actually grew up in the day where we had to wait to see the new sponsors for National Dragster to come to the house. Or, you know, um, let's go back. I didn't really date myself from this standpoint. I remember when they used to do a TV show called uh, NHRA Today. Oh the, yeah, yeah, on,
0: Evans. yeah.
1: On like Saturday mornings, right? Mm-hmm. And to hear my dad, uh, we'd be there, you know, looking, waiting to see when they unveiled or make the announcement of Copart. You know, let's go back some days. Brandon Bernstein with the Copart deal, and you know, I mean, I mean, Larry Dixon and all the different schemes that he went through with Perdome. It just you. Now with social media and podcasts and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, there is nothing that when it comes to sponsors and schemes that can't be seen, you know, with a snap of a finger. You know, if it's released, uh, while it's going on, it's probably being, you know, uh, what was the app that we used for a while uh, Periscope, you know, people were doing Periscope Live for press announcements and so forth. Yep. It it just continued on. So yeah, this weekend I'm I'm excited about just seeing the performance levels. Yeah, business side, we've been following everyone in their new deals. You know, obviously two big announcements in the past few weeks with Courtney uh stepping away and going to uh start her family lifestyle with her husband. Graham and the Ray Hall family bringing over just recently, like in the last 24 hours of us recording this, you know, Schumacher coming out and announcing that that he is not going to be competing in Pomona uh, here in the next, you know, few short days. Obviously, it won't be news by the time this drops, but it just goes to show you that even though there's the excitement that is out there. For the first day of school, the first race, everybody getting to see all the new stuff, there's still a little bit of gray in there that makes you wonder about how much business is getting done, what it's going to take to actually get someone or fulfill someone's obligation when you have a talent, you know, historic talent that you can't take away from and Tony Schumacher, regardless of how you may feel uh, about the dynasty or the industry or the family name or whatever the case may be. You still cannot take away from his impact on our sport and to have him sitting on the sidelines. That, that's a, that's a big, that's a big shot to the gut there.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really sad to see. Um, but, you know, they'll be back. I'm sure. I, I know they got a full team of marketing professionals over there that are pretty good at what they do. So I'm sure he'll be, he'll be good as new here. Come a couple weeks. I think Well, he posted the other night or last night or whenever it was that he has no intentions of retiring and he, this is what he does and he's going to make it happen. So kudos to him for saying that and not just dropping out, you know? So with, with all this excitement going on in drag racing, what, what's going on? Like I heard a rumor with, with the NASCAR stuff. Like, did you, did you say that something was going on in your neck of the woods or is that secret? No,
1: definitely <laughs> not a secret. Yeah. For this area, you know, here in the Midwest, I, I, you're always looking for excitement in the Midwest, well, regardless of what form of <laughs> motorsports it is. Don't spit your coffee out too far. So I'm just saying, you know, like big announcements, you know, for us in the drag racing, hello, top sportsman and top dragster, to indie to the big go. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that will be the biggest news. That is a huge impact for the Midwest, for racers, sportsman racers on the NHRA series, Lucas Oil drag racing series, top sportsman, top dragster at Indy. Maybe racers
0: and rental cars will uh, create enough revenue by then to to buy a flight for me to come support you.
1: (laughs) We can always hope that we're on the goal of creating monetization of our (laughs) podcast. Or a Greyhound bus.
0: That works too.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, planes, trains, or automobiles. You know, we can. Right. I, I can get you somebody probably from out there to ride, ride with you. Uh, so, but then we're we're going to the the aspect of how about NASCAR coming home to Nashville? That is that is was made a, a few weeks ago, right there towards the tail end of the season, and we have been hearing all the rumors and for the fairgrounds, they're it's coming and I I saw like a glimmer of what I believe was supposed to be a rendering of what the facility may look like uh or or of someone's vision, I, I should say, that was posted out on the internet. All I can say is is, is Nascar and Nashville, they go together. Uh, they, oh, they dude
0: that's that's freaking awesome! Nash. Not only is Nashville one of the coolest places, I think around, um, hence the hashtag #NashVegas. <laughs> but uh, you know, to bring a huge spectacle sport like that back to to somewhere like that, that's going to uh, be a huge stimulation of the economy and you know all that around there. Like if they're building all kinds of new stuff, <clears throat> that's going to be rad.
1: Well, I mean. Can you not? When you start thinking about the markets, and professional sports levels of markets, Nashville has a hockey team, and they have an NFL football team, and now mm-hmm. they're going to have an NASCAR event. And if you yep. really, it definitely is a you know a destination location, if you will, coming to Nashville. It's in you know for the most part, it's really a center hub. Of the east of the Mississippi, if you will, to the east coast. Uh, the airport, Nashville Airport, has got plenty of flights that come in and out of there. Southwest is a huge airline that flies in and out of there, makes it affordable for most people to get there. All roads lead to Nashville in one way, shape, or form as far as major highways. So that's going to be really cool to see uh, it grow and, and become in the next uh, few years I, I, as this process begins. Uh, as I've, I've heard on a couple other uh, NASCAR podcasts that, you know, they're going to have uh, the goal to have the awards banquet in Nashville instead of Vegas. So, I mean, you start having conversations like that, you truly are putting a location, a city on the map to uh, impact a lot of motorsports people to be able to uh, fans, sponsors, activations, all those things in the business world that we're going after so that we can uh, chase this crazy passion of, of motorsports.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that and that's, you know, all we're trying to do is grow, grow the industry and grow the sport. And there's a lot of things. There's a lot of good that's coming out. And then there's a lot of a lot of bad, unfortunately, you know, losing sponsors and stuff. And then the state of California, you know, with this whole SEMA thing and and their propositions that they're making, you're really not supposed to do anything to your cars with exhaust and things like that. Like that's a that's going to be a huge, a huge detriment to to the industry and you know thank god for sema and trying to combat all that stuff i mean without them we'd have no leg to stand on
1: it's amazing if you really take a moment to think about how the sport or the high performance world got to the situation that we're in i mean i, mean, I I remember as a kid going to the racetrack and seeing, you know, '68 and '70 Novas and '69 Camaros and every shape and body style back then that you could get from the factory. You could hop it up, you know, give it some more horsepower, speed it up a little bit, take it to the racetrack, and and realistically, there was some affordability to it. You know, it wasn't completely out of control, um, but at this at these times, we're talking about one of the winningest drivers in the sport sitting on the sidelines because he couldn't find money. Now granted that's at the professional level and it is not cheap to compete in our sport. And we know that anybody that's listening to the show that even remotely aware of of drag racing costs know that it's not cheap to compete in drag racing at at any level for that matter uh so how are we going to get them you know there's, there's all these things these this next generation of coming in SEMA doing their part out on the west coast all these challenges and objections that It seems like generations and people are bringing to the table and make it very hard and difficult for companies to grow, uh, to take back market share, to expand their portfolio so that people can get sponsorships and have business to business deals and be able to compete in the sport regardless of their age. You know, we could still, you know, it's not just motorsports. Think about what uh, a couple years ago, and it's still ongoing, you know, the head up movement in football for for youth football and how you know people were trying to shut down football they don't want their kids to play football it's a dangerous sport it's it's like we're just continuing and continuing to try to get a bubble if you will put around us and i think it's starting out on the west coast cam and it's making its way this way
0: yeah yeah but all we can do is try to try to combat it and and see what happens, and just try to keep supporting the the industry that we love. You know, is there any what what uh, what's going on in F one? Didn't isn't it livery day or livery day or whatever? What, that, did yeah, yeah. what did you call it? What did you call it? Livery
1: day, livery yeah. day, right? <laughs> uh, we've been we've been having the 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 conversation about. Um, we can't do. pronounce it. Well, <laughs> you know, there's so many words out there. If you really think about it, like, so I'm from the South. Is it niche or niche?
0: Niche.
1: Mm. Okay. Is it potato? Well, you say
0: You say industry. <laughs> I say industry. In, in like de- I told you, we're going to make a racers and rental cars, t-shirts that has as donisms on it. And industry is going to be the first. In,
1: industry, right? It should be. Hash that is a good one. Hashtag Donisms. Just saying. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Yeah, no, we're like so this is gonna drop on Saturday. Uh, but this week F one is gonna have what they call like their first day of school and they're gonna show off new body styles or you know, the the technology advancements, the sponsors, the colors. It's that's a huge deal. I am not an F one guy. I have no problem saying that. I can add, add Admire and respect what they do, but there is one thing that they do that I really Really get caught up in and it's just how they promote Show off Impact the media impact their companies that are involved with them Um, There's a Not to get off on that, but there's a show on Amazon Prime that talks about F1 and the behind the scenes that uh i'll have to remember i'll put it on like a link or something i i it's pretty boring but at the same time it's pretty revealing of what the costs and how those organizations function and uh i think most people would probably get a little bit of enjoyment or aha moments out of it but yeah f1 live every day is coming up and uh i'm excited to see what haas shows off obviously being in Indiana, we're all about Tony Stewart. Uh so Stewart Haas, I'd really like to see what they're going to unveil, but yes, for sure. F1 First Day of School. Oh, that was a great title to come up for this podcast.
0: Heck yeah. You know, speaking of What about your first day of school? When when do you I'm starting this well actually I started racing a couple weeks ago. But uh for 2019, but uh first uh state race this this weekend, but where, where where are you starting? What are you doing? Yeah, our first day of
1: school is not going to be until uh, later on, starting into the, the year. We'll uh, unveil, or I guess you could say, on track unveil our uh, our new com- our new to us Camaro at the Four Wides for NGK in Charlotte. So we're we're still uh, as of the time of this, we're still in the process of doing transformation and assembling and and getting our LS. Uh, program together to get ready to uh take to charlotte and that's where we're gonna send her down the racetrack for everyone to see and we're super excited about that i i could do my own 30 minutes uh, about how that program came together for sure
0: oh here comes here comes don's rant no no not a rant and again i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: Not a rant, just total excitement. Uh, but yeah, I know for sure. We are excited about it, looking forward to it. Uh one challenge or you know, just one challenge after another and overcome it and, and get to the racetrack no different than anyone else. But yeah, that was uh we should have gotten to your over over your first day of school. It was a few weeks ago and you uh totally left the United States, went across the oceans, and uh proverbially kicked some ass down under uh knocking the christmas tree down with the reacts to the guys down and under so uh
0: i, th- I think they gave you an award for that or something didn't they uh, i don't know about that they just posted something online but hey man you gotta fake it till you make it no that was really cool to go down there thanks shout out to richie crampton for helping uh put that together for me to get in touch with uh, the lamentina family and to be able to drive top fuel in a different country there it, it's really cool down there like they you talk about our first day of school down here, like you don't realize how big racing is in other countries until you go and you live it and you breathe it. And I kind of always thought that Australian drag racing was, you know, not as big as it was here, but I mean, it, it might not be, but man, there was, there was probably 300 cars at the event. Like, I mean, there was tons of people around. I mean, it was like the hottest day of the year and there was still people running around around in their cars and you know, and then it rained, and I mean, there was all the elements were there, but I mean they drag racing is alive and well in uh, Australia, which is really cool and like I said, thanks to the Lamantina family for allowing me to do that and uh, I can't wait to go back hopefully here in the next uh month or so
1: that that is totally badass, yeah, we were trying to keep up with you uh during our practice tree race, we were all trying to watch. Uh, your wife was posting them up on Instagram stories and stuff. We were trying to keep up with the video while we were still running a race and, uh, the early mornings, different time zones. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, that
0: was wild. That was, that was crazy. Like, uh, you know, that like the, the time difference and all that, like you don't think about that stuff and cause you're so in the zone and psyched to even be there and, um, you know but it was it was really cool and we did almost hit a kangaroo on the way back to the hotel (laughs) that was pretty crazy
1: he was out drinking he was hopping along
0: yeah literally like (laughs) it was like four in the morning by the time we packed everything up because of the rain and stuff it was like four in the morning and their crew guys were giving me a ride back to my hotel and like literally i was like oh my god this australian experience isn't gonna be complete until uh you know i see a kangaroo or a koala and Sure shit, like 20 seconds later, they, like we almost plow into it on the highway. It was pretty funny. It, I wonder if the kangaroo was doing like the
1: squirrels do in that commercial here in the States, looking at you, like doing high fives and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> almost oh. caused an accident. Well, hey, look, so like the, the quote that I heard for, about your trip down under was when you won, They they were like, is that your first round win in Top Fuel? And you looked straight in the camera and said –
0: uh negative ghost rider (laughs) that was against tony schumacher
1: (laughs) i will tell you that we all enjoyed that because at that moment we do because we're racers right and other people that know who tony schumacher is and follow top fuel racing know who tony schumacher is but when you go to another foreign country and you get to say and they say, hardly
0: know who i am
1: <laughs> and you get to spout off the fact that you beat your first round win was against the winningest top field driver in the history of NHRA dude that's badass you did have to do it it's like it's global united states and australia global
0: yeah no it was pretty cool it was pretty cool like so but but yeah all, all the people down there were super accommodating super cool like the track the sanctioning body everybody was the, was really cool. So, but, uh,
1: well, dude, that's awesome. Um, first day of school thinking about this, we've got our highs and lows. I'm hopeful that people aren't listening to our podcast and that they're racing <laughs> in Pomona because I'm really excited about the NHRA live stream package for those of us. No, that, yeah,
0: absolutely. That's cool. That's kudos to them.
1: I'm hopeful that, that it takes off in, in a, has great quality, uh, and those of us that are out here, we get to enjoy it because I will tell you from a business side, I really enjoy the live stream. You know, it's not obviously it's not NHRA All Access anymore, uh, NHRA TV, but we like to be able to share that with the racing sponsors, other people, for them to be able to see that it's an entire day; it's not just a one-hour show on Fox or. 90 minutes on fox it's an all day that people can log in watch this while they work watch it while they're at their kids game watch it while they work out whatever the the genre if you will of work that you're going to be participating in over the weekend to be able to show companies that there is an impact available for them regardless of what the media platform is so i'm really excited i hope i get to uh catch a lot of footage and don't see a lot of rain and hear a lot of
0: my sharona Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I have one question that, you know, we've, we've gotten through this podcast. I don't know. What are we on? Like 11, 12, 13 episodes, something like that. I've exploited myself when it comes to rental car shenanigans with, you know, hooking up your windshield wipers to what, you know, to escort people, do donuts, you know, things of that nature. Open car doors on the freeway, things like that. But Don, I have yet to hear anything that you have done. And we can't be posers on this show. Like if you're gonna if it's gonna be called Racers and Rental Cars, let's let's hear some of the shit you've done. I thought that you only get
1: to be wise for making mistakes, right? It's a true story. True story, right? So you know, I don't really I'm not hanging out in rental cars a lot anymore. Right, I mean I should probably <laughs> I should probably call my truck or like a taxi cab for all the running around I'm doing with teenage girls, but nonetheless, um I probably my best for me personally what rental car story was I was uh in the deep south and
0: Is that the dirty south? uh
1: dirty mo media shout out Dale Jr. Uh anyway, so I was in deep south uh traveling And went to a local track on a Wednesday night, which everyone has done this, right? But, you know, for me, it was kind of my first time doing it and it's going to stick out. So I went to this little local track and took a vehicle through the gate and bought a tech card and was going to race it. And, um, so when I got in there, I was like nice
0: Chevy, Chevy Lumina (laughs)
1: Right? Uh, And so I'm like, you know, I turned in a tech car, got some shoe polish out, wrote a number on the window, and uh, I'm kind of, you know, just hanging out, trying to be low-key, and uh, I make a lap, and I'm thinking, ah, it's kind of fun, you know? It's fun, you know? I'm sitting over there, and the track owner walks over, and he goes, hey, he goes, um you're not from around here, I can tell, and uh, what you doing racing that car? And I said, what do you mean, sir? He goes, it doesn't have a license plate on it. And I said, well, no, sir, I took it off. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, why would you take it off? I said, because I don't want anybody to know that I was here racing that car. And he says, why would that be? And I said, I can't tell you, I'd have to kill you.
0: Keyword, Rental.
1: uh, Right. Not a rental. (laughs) Hashtag not a rental. I, I just, uh, I was that guy and you know, Cam, I, man, I hate, I don't want to be the, the soapbox on it, but you know, we had an episode a while back where we were talking about social media and on and off and away and everything that you do impacts, you know, your sponsors or people that know you or your credibility or, or what how people per, you know perceive you your perception value and I don't you know it was man it was a long time ago that that was instilled in me and I don't think I've ever quite forgotten it and I you know I might have fleeting moments but I always hope that my fleeting moment is in a small but trustworthy crowd
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy
1: Ah, uh, just, just saying just saying hey. Blackmail does run rampant in <laughs> the drag racing pits. Just saying. that it
0: does. That it you, does. You know.
1: All right. So all right, Cam. So you know, we we got a few more minutes here. I gotta ask. You know, you're running this weekend. It's gonna this is gonna be Saturday for you. You you've been out under already. You've made some laps down there. Really solid, consistent, quality laps. Let, let's let's pick out a goal for you on first day of school here what's gonna make you leave the racetrack and fu- be fulfilled feel like you had a good outing for your first stateside 2019 race mellow yellow series race
0: um well i'm just grateful that i'm able to even enter to have my name on on that entry list um but uh i mean just to make some solid laps you know i know it <clears throat> Terry's got a consistent 390 car that, you know, he's willing to let me drive. And, you know, he actually wants to step it up. He's bringing in a different crew chief and uh, to see if we can't make it, you know, go in, in the 80s and, you know, kind of just up, upgrade his program a little bit. And, you know, if I could if I could get a career best out of the out of the weekend, it'd be pretty awesome, you know, or even, you know, some round wins, you know, it's, with the field looking the way it is, you know, if we can qualify decent, you know, we might have a shot for him for first round. So. You know, a successful weekend like for me, you know, to be able to get in the show and, you know, maybe maybe run a, a low 90 or, or a high 80 and see what we got for them and go from there.
1: For our listeners out there, what's your career best currently? Stateside. Stateside, please. Stateside. <laughs>
0: 392, 313.
1: Every driver knows what their career best is. Yeah. Every driver does so three ninety yep. three thirteen so we're we're looking 392. for three ninety two so so we're looking for three ninety one nine at, yeah. at three <laughs> pretty much that's what we're looking for okay
0: yep. okay if that if that happens like i I'll be a happy boy if if not i'm still happy and and grateful for the opportunity and you know to showcase his uh his operation and show show some people that uh you know, NHRA drag racing is, is a good, a good sport to be in. So
1: very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Hey, it's, uh, it's that time in the show where if everyone has stuck with us uh, up to this point where we get up on the box and we say, thank you very much. Thank you to race pack, uh, dragsters for sale. We ask that however you're, uh, consuming, listening to Cam and I, talk and babble and gas bag on our own version of motorsports podcasting that we greatly appreciate it we ask you to leave us some comments reviews subscribe tell your friends uh send us hate mail uh we we actually enjoy it i will tell you that it's my moment in the morning when i am on my hamster wheel that i look through all the comments and feedback i like seeing that even if you're uh, saying negative things about us, which that's fine. We don't really care, but we'll still <laughs> we'll still entertain them. Uh, true story. Another hashtag Donism. So uh, thank you very much for all that. iTunes, Voice America, we appreciate you guys going through this. Cam, is there anything that you can think of that I have forgotten while I'm over here recording this show on this end of the world for you?
0: No, I don't think so. I think uh, we kind of – we kind of ran the ran the gamut there and you know, I, all I can say is let's good luck to everybody in their new fire suits and, uh, maybe, maybe work those arms and those legs, maybe do some jogging into the staging lane so you can break those suckers in. So you don't have any excuses for cutting lights or anything like that. Um, Oh, I do one final thing I wanted to say. And, um, our, our good buddy PJ North, uh, who does our opening and, and, uh, you know our little intro for Racers and Rental Cars just came out with a new single. He's uh, he's a Nashville country western singer. He's got a new single out there, B-sides, and uh seems to be going pretty good. He told me the other day that a lot of people are digging it and the guys got a music video. He's just he'll be so big time before too long. He won't be doing any of our shit, but you know, everybody go check out his uh, his new uh, his new single and uh, you know, if you're a country music player, give it a stream too.
1: Can you believe that we got a country and western guy that does our intro to racers and rental cars?
0: Dude, I know. But hey, he's like a a bracket racing rapper too. So, you know, I guess we can he can cross all the bases for us.
1: I'm pretty sure I I mean, I can go out on Lynn here, somebody'll correct me if I'm wrong, but of all the motorsports podcasts that are out there, I think he has the intros or slices in almost every one of them. He's had yeah, some man. sort of input <laughs>
0: He's like a professional intro guy. Whatever works, man. You
1: know, unreal, unreal. Well, big shout out to PJ. Yeah, that that's for sure. He he is doing well, and uh, he uh, entertained my morning uh, yesterday while I was uh, on the hamster wheel. So, uh, shout out for the B sides.
0: There you go. And uh, thanks everybody. Good luck. Stay dry this weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Kind of back to talking a little bit more of nonsense the biz yeah we got some good stuff coming up and uh stay tuned
1: all right cam good luck
0: brother stay dry right on man thank you see ya later